That is a waterfall. Sixty-three there million. There better be a waterfall there. Oh, I, I'm, I'd or, or like you an ice not, duck fountain sculpture. I'm going to say something, something uh, very controversial here, but hear me out. You should not go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, you should not. <laughs> I feel like. Can I, you finish the lyric? Yeah, stick to the rivers and streams you're used to. <laughs> Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 84 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. And yes, that was one of my co-hosts, Tony Waller, reciting the lyrics from TLC's 1994 smash hit, Waterfalls. (laughs) Okay, naturally, there is a good reason that song came up in our podcast today, and it'll make much more sense when you get to around the 37-minute mark of this episode. And for those of you listening for the first time, welcome, and to those loyal fans of ours, welcome back. We are a UGA sports-focused podcast, naturally. It's just that at times we tend to get off topic, and we not only encourage that mindset amongst ourselves, we embrace it. But today is a very special episode, as we recorded it from the Tailgate Georgia store, located at 279 East Broad Street in downtown Athens. There was a huge basketball game in Athens versus Kentucky this past weekend, and the dogs, despite giving it everything they had, and then some, came up short again. So my other co-host, Will Leach, was sitting courtside during the game and provides his in-depth analysis of the contest itself. Where this puts Georgia in the postseason pecking order, if they even have a postseason. And Will also provides a great story about really poor fan behavior. You'll definitely want to stay tuned for that. In addition to UGA basketball, we discussed the recent announcement from the UGA Athletic Department to spend $63 million dollars for a West End Zone enhancement, and whether or not the fans' wants and desires for a better Sanford Stadium experience were addressed. And we end the show with a smattering of UGA news from other sports, and in honor of President's Day, which is when we recorded this episode, we get into some interesting presidential trivia. And before we get started, I would like to graciously thank Chantel and the awesome employees of Tailgate Georgia for having us back and making us feel at home as we brought our band of Georgia Bulldog fandom to their store. So without further ado, here's the show. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome back. This is Scott, and I am here. I am very proud to say that Will and Tony and I are here at Tailgate, Georgia once again. It's, uh, what is it, 279 East Broad Street. Sure. That's correct. I got sure. it right on the first try. Yeah, nobody tackled you here at the store, so you got it right. That's right. I got it right. And I tell you what, it is a Chamber of Commerce Day here in Athens on uh, February 20th. It's President's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, happy President's Day to everybody. I Mike. remember those. I remember those. <laughs> I remember presidents. Yeah. And uh, the kids are <laughs> off of school today. And so, you know, it was almost like it's spring break already. It feels like it. the weather being like 77. I got to play kickball. <laughs> today with my kids we went over to the intramural fields and here's a fast uh, tip for everybody if you park way back in the intramural fields they won't ticket you oh, back past the uh, tennis courts. back past the tennis courts because yeah. i called because i knew that i would have gotten a ticket i was just parked in those uh, in that deck up front it was a good day on campus because like a lot of the high school kids were with their yes uh, parents there were uh, so they were doing uh, orientations visits visits visits, visits. Yep. lots of visits i think <laughs> this is generally a day where they are mostly have the buildings open for visits so they yep. were everywhere today. yeah i was running through campus today and they were like the, the college like running students. are you running running mm-hmm. or you were just kind of running no i was running that's yeah i went to campus and Exercising. Uh, and uh and yeah the college students looked younger than they usually look which made me think they must be high school students that or they were all dating people three times their age that's I think it was probably their parents. This so. is not 
I don't know. So, um, yeah, there were, we actually had students in the law school, high school students in the law school today. Yeah. You talk about the Chamber of Commerce today. It was a perfect day to show your kids campus because it was yes. an awesome, awesome day. Yes. yes. Yeah, Georgia was definitely uh, shining out today. So, um, but like I said at the beginning, we are back here at Tailgate, Georgia, which if you remember back in the day when uh, you would go on your date and you'd be at Nona's or Harry Bissett's, uh, Tony remembers those. I'm not sure Will does, but uh, that's exactly the place that uh, Tailgate Georgia is. And they have basically a wide variety of, I would consider it vintage Georgia gear, the kind of gear that you want to wear. It's very different than like what you would get at the bookstore or some of the other Georgia places around. You're not going to find this anywhere but here at tailgate i'm yeah. proud to report that, that my outfit will get into this game in a moment but my i was wearing a hoodie from here <clears throat> at the at the kentucky georgia game so oh wow very cool my, uh, i'm proud to say that uh, i made it look as bad as it could possibly look and i yeah. still look well, pretty good and you still so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> luckily eric rudolph's been arrested so <laughs> yes exactly um now i uh, have my socks on from here the yes. stance is that the right brand stance socks they have some awesome ones they have like a hairy dog Almost like a basket, the basketball get up, right, Will? And yes. um, some other cool socks. It's, it's a pretty neat place in here. It is. It's almost like a museum. And, of course, it is a museum because everything kind of above eye level is uh, memorabilia. We've got, I've got uh, Wally Butts to my right over here. Will, that's what mm-hmm. Wally Butts looked like. Okay, I was yeah. wondering. Uh, I yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> a, Butts, a Butts Mayor Hall. A Butts Mayor mm-hmm. Hall. And then uh, you got Larry Munson. You've got Herschel Walker pictures. And I, just, I just tweeted the 80 uh, championship team team picture out to uh, some folks because they were discussing whether or not Irk Russell was real. Um, yeah, he's right there front and center. Right, right. And, and just so you know, none of the memorabilia is for sale. No. I've already asked because... It kind of I, breaks my heart. I know. I come in here. Hey, but there's a price for everything, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to quickly invite uh, Thomas over to join us because Thomas works here at uh, Tailgate Georgia, and he was going to kind of fill us in on some of the happenings coming up here at, uh, at Tailgate. And so, Thomas... Welcome. Thank you for stopping by. So I just want to talk about some of the things that we got coming up. Um, our next big event is going to be G-Day, and as most of you all probably know, that's going to be on April 22nd. Uh, we'll have some special guests in the store. But you can't tell us? Not special? yet. No, we're going to be it's Scott. For the record, it's Scott, isn't idiot. it? For what's worth, you have special guests in the store right now. <laughs> of course. <Okay>. It's Scott. <laughs> yeah, but if you all follow us on social media, so that'll be on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, at Tailgate Georgia. We'll be announcing more about that soon. So just make sure to follow us. Other than that, we've got a lot of new arrivals in the store. Uh, so we got some men's tank tops, tie-dye tees. Tony, you into the tie-dye? Uh, I have a couple of tie-dye shirts, yeah. <laughs> Back in the day? Well, I still have them, so. Because <laughs> I don't give up on stuff. <laughs> Which explains my Georgia football fandom a little bit. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. Sorry, Thomas. That's just <laughs> no, what that's we do. Right. No, we can, and and the, the pauses, we can fix in editing, so it'll sound okay. like you didn't even pause. Awesome. Oh, he'll fix it for you, not for me. <laughs> I have been edited out of several shows. <laughs> not all the way out. <laughs> What's the best thing about working here or some of the things that uh, you experience with the customers like when when somebody hasn't been in here before and they walk in the door i know how i felt mm-hmm. do you do you see that reaction or do you hear them say anything like wow this i didn't know this stuff was available a lot of times yeah i mean as you know we carry all vintage logos so you don't really see that anywhere around town anymore so people are just amazed by the old school designs that we have here in the store and as you, you were talking about the memorabilia, everyone's just drawn to that and amazed by the amount of things that we have in the store. Have you ever had anybody ask you to purchase oh, the memorabilia? Pretty much every yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most popular thing that people want? 
that little bucket hat up there right there that old school georgia hat wow that's like a dan mcgill hat yeah yeah that's about that's kind of the hat that uh dan mcgill wore yeah if things ever go nuts and you have a party that goes too far the number of things you could put on ebay (laughs) would would pay for uh for several college students yeah so maybe maybe that's a the hint like don't have a party here that gets out of hand (laughs) right back back when i had I was telling them earlier, I had several first dates in this room, uh, and, and uh, the upstairs room. Um, many, many, many first dates. Very few second dates. Yeah, you could it's cute things. that you call them first rather than only. Well, some of them were, were actually, yeah, a lot of them were only. I did meet my ex-wife here. Um, well, you're going to edit that, right? <laughs> no way that gets edited. <laughs> so y'all remember, they're going to have a big event for G-Day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be like what we just described type event, but I think that in store, they're going to have some very special guests, uh, some Georgia. Uh, so we do a 93K day at Tailgate? Is that what we're doing? 93,000 people so. in the store. In the store. Yeah. It's a new it's world gonna, record, too. We're going to have Guinness Book of World Records out here and everything. Mm-hmm. So And yeah. free Guinness? Did I hear that correct? No, 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 no. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, they are going to have some special yeah. Bulldog guests uh, to come by, and uh, so y'all make sure to um, well, People say out. they're having free Guinness, so. Yeah. And again, just follow us on all social media, and we'll announce it from there. We'll announce who's coming as soon as you need to hear it. Awesome. Yeah, if you follow me on, on Twitter, I just sent out a tweet from a picture of the back wall uh, with Tailgate Georgia, at Tailgate Georgia. Right? Did I get the right one? Yep. Right. You did. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks for having us, well, man. Thank, yeah. Thanks, Thomas. Thank you. Thanks, Thomas. Thomas also supporting the White Tiger uh, barbecue shirt, which I'm a big fan of. That is a great I mean, place to most, eat. I'm, I'm a big fan of most places where you can get food. But. So we've avoided it long enough. We're, we? we're already about nine minutes into this podcast, mm-hmm. and um, I haven't brought up Georgia basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, Will, you were at the game. I was. I was watching the game at home and mm-hmm. following it closely on Twitter. Um, I was trying to tamp down the excitement of my mm-hmm. boys as, <clears throat> as we got about six minutes left in the game, and Georgia was actually ahead by one or two. Mm-hmm. It was really a great game back and forth. I think there were like ten lead changes. and But Georgia once again fell. They lost a close game, and they've had many close losses. Georgia basketball, that is. Uh, if you could go back and say, you know, both Kentucky losses, the Texas A&M clock disaster, the overtime loss to Florida, the, the close loss to South Carolina. South Carolina, and then you know the bad loss at, at Oakland. Yeah, and um, the Alabama loss. And the Alabama. So uh, you know oh, that even if you just had up. half of those but, back. So yeah. Will and Tony, Georgia basketball is sixteen and twelve. They're six and eight in the league. There's four regular season games left. Where do we go from here? I mean, really, the hard, the first thing you got to figure out to go back to that game for just a second. It's 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 a, a measure of how Georgia basketball and Georgia football are seen so differently in the idea that in the eyes of pretty much everyone in all of college basketball, what Georgia pulled off on Saturday is amazing. They lost Deontay Mayton, their best player, who looks like they now say he will be out for the rest of the regular season. They're hoping maybe he'd be back for the SEC tournament. That seems optimistic, to be honest. But to lose your best player 93 seconds into the game, when you play a Kentucky team that is has players that were not there uh, for that for that game earlier that Georgia went to overtime is hot playing particularly well right now for them to not only not collapse in that moment but to come back and w- lead for most of that game we've never allow a moral victory right. in Georgia football like that, there's no such thing as a, in that to me what and I think it's almost a pyrrhic victory because there's been a lot of frustration this year because there's been all these close losses and there was a hope that this would be like the vindication the one that they finally go over the top of but for them to hang as close as they did what Jay J. Frazier did in that game. Oh, was what do you have? 32, 33? 34, yeah, and he was 34. And and he was 
tough. You know, usually like he he's kind of, he's got to get the Steph Curry. He likes to t- to shoot uh, and and or, or pull up rather than drive. He was fearless in that game. Uh, there was this incredible Mike Edwards dunk that I'm still kind of yep. laughing, uh, jumping around about. It was the best game that they played all year without their best player. And yeah, it's a bummer. This whole season is going to turn to be a little bit of a bummer. I feel like it's a bummer in a different way than people found the Georgia fo- the football season a bummer. The football season was like, we should have done this, right. and we underachieved. For To me, they've had some very frustrating, tough losses, and then they have this game where they really just played. I saw John Calipari after the game yeah. was re- praising John uh, Mark Fox like he was – he just could not get over how, how good a job he done coaching. You he, think that he, he might be reading the tea leaves of the Georgia I Athletic Department or something? right after the North Carolina State coach had been fired midseason. Yeah. Mark Godfrey got fired. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he got right? hot. Yeah. Calipari did. Yeah, he was yeah. very angry about that. And and I think that, I think, sure, I think that you can't help but tell that there's been some people going after Fox a little bit. We can discuss a little bit whether you think it's going to happen. But to me, I think that the, I'm sure that Calipari, Everybody respects Mark Fox. Right. Everybody, every in the coaching world, everybody respects Mark Fox. Now, to be fair, everyone respected Bruce Weber, and he's been fired once. He's fired again. Everyone respects John Gross. Everyone respects people, but they still have to win games. But that game was—they did lose, and it was frustrating that they lost. But it was a terrific game, a fantastic game to watch, and I think the best game they played all year without their best player. Yeah, and the thing about it to me is that, and maybe this this is a source of frustration is for me a little bit, but. We saw Mark Fox's best X's and O's coaching yeah. mm-hmm. that in a way we haven't seen some this season, right? I, I, he was the, very proactive. He was very proactive. He has the, the big, you know, the knock on Mark, and I like Mark Fox a lot, but the, the knock on Mark routinely is he has an idea in his mind about how things should look on the floor, period. And if things don't look that way, he will make a change. I mean, we, we talked earlier about the, was it the Woolridge or Mikey Edwards, mm-hmm. whoever it was, had a really, really nice play. It was a little off the beaten path. And yeah. He immediately pulled him out and dressed him down in front of the bench. And, you know, that's, that's fine. But there does come a time where you have to play to your talents. And he definitely, he basically took the leash off JJ. He said, all right, this is on you. Yeah. Go do it. We're going to get guys down low. We're going to clear out. We're going to make sure. I mean, there's no way we're going to match up underneath with, with Bam Abajayo. I mean, we knew we weren't. Yeah. I mean, there it, were a was, couple it was a push. Yeah, there were some tough Kessler times where he was yes. guarding him that didn't yes. go well. <laughs> I mean, it was a push when Yante was in the game, right? right? right. Um, so the thing I will say about that, and I mean, I, I, watched the, I watched the end of the game. I watched most of the second half, actually. Um, from when Yante got hurt until about four minutes left in the first half. And the thing I will say about that, the one piece of frustrating, I was like, we still, we're still not good coming out of timeouts. We still, we can't run a set piece. I don't, I don't understand that. You know, yeah, we're, we're down by three, so we got to have a perfect play. But that, that, our last possession before the one that, you know, basically we just dribbled the ball at the court, um, it was, it was really confusing. We just kind of like, no, everyone looked lost in space. Well, like, I was wondering why J.J. didn't take the shot. You know, I have to say that it was Diada that, that right. ran on that. And, and I agree. I, and I, th- I don't think it was intended for him to take that no, shot. No, I don't think I so. Think, in fact, I, I, as he was coming down the floor, I was with my wife. I was yelling, like, they, he needs to not give up the ball. You're like, he just yeah. needs to not give you up can. the ball here. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you take a bad <laughs> shot, this is Frazier's game to win. It is Frazier's game. And so I think, and Diada said after the game, he was trying to draw a foul. He thought he was going to get a foul. There's no way, like, maybe Frazier gets a call, foul call in that situation, then no. Diada's getting a call. I mean, he, he goes Kentucky to the ground, maybe. Yeah, but right? like, yeah, I mean, it, it would take a flagrant to get a foul called in yeah. that situation yeah. if you're him. It was an unfortunate thing, uh, and I, I think you would have much rather seen 
him do that you know i mean that's you can you can say that, but you know, think of all the clutch plays that got them to even be at that point, uh, and and Frazier doing that. It was a it was Frazier's game to win or lose. So I think that was frustrating, and but I don't think that was I don't think that was Fox's fault. I think I think that uh, basically, I think Frazier was trying to get the other to stop, and he could be able to swing around and get a shot, and the other decided to drive. Yeah, uh, I don't and that could be, and that could be right. That yeah. absolutely could be I, right. That, that didn't did not look to me like like the way that would be drawn up. Yeah, and and I and it's worth noting that Diada was literally pulled at the next whistle. Right. And yeah. So I, I think it's clear that that's not what Fox had in mind there. But that said, I think that you are right. You're right in some situations there where. You know, but Fox was pulling every lever. This was oh, a game. Yes. This was a game where he's got his hand in every hole in the dam, and I think that that oh, he looked like the Wizard of Oz back yeah. there, man. That's a good way to describe it because that kind of feels like how the season is going. It's like he's just plugging every hole, and then with Yante going down, what'd you say? Ninety seconds into 90 the game, seconds into the yeah. game, yeah. And and I mean, at that, and it's, it is worth knowing because that place was hot. That crowd was, was it was it completely sold out. It was completely sold out. That place was hot. I have a story I'm going to tell in a moment about a particular <laughs> fan, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was chipped. Chip told me to mention, ask you about the fans. So. Yes, I will be happy. Ooh, but that interested. place was hot. That place was rolling. But when Yante went down, it was dead silence. Like, I mean, like you could hear you cough from the other side of the stadium. I mean, we we lost 18 points a minute and a half into the game against the number 12 adjusted offense in Ken Palm, the number 22 adjusted defense in Ken Palm. It was a four-point game. Now, I'm not, again, I'm I don't necessarily agree with people say you can't have moral victories in basketball or you should not have moral victories at Georgia. And, and, and I, I do want a little bit to talk about the, yeah. the Mark Godfrey thing right. uh, because there are some similarities between um, Godfrey. It looks like, looks like Indiana's probably going to make a change soon. Um, Illinois poss- has possibly yeah, changed this year. Yeah, so this went from looking like early in the season, Indiana was a top 10 team. NC State looked like they were going to make a pretty deep run in the ACC tournament. Both of them are absent something really crazy happening. Uh, I think mean, Godfrey's been fired. Yeah, uh, will not fired. make the NCAA tournament, which means you could have three – if Illinois comes up in three programs that, you know, one of the programs is truly is a top five to ten program. Illinois ranks. Is that Indiana? That's yeah. Indiana. Okay. Just uh, one of them, Illinois ranks up there in the top 20 in my mind. Yeah. And then NC State thinks they rank in the top 10 and they but don't. actually in the top 25 or 30. Um, right. Probably top 40. Yeah. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, everybody's like, well, go get Greg Marshall. Greg Marshall. Yeah. He turned on Alabama. He turned on Alabama. I mean, how is, other than the fact they won a national championship and, and, and actually two national championships, but that's been 30 years ago, right? So, you know, that's, that's, uh, there's an interesting parallel between Godfrey and Georgia basketball. What happened with Godfrey and Georgia basketball? Godfrey's been to four out of the last six NCAA tournaments. And their fans think they should go to every one and be Sweet Sixteen team every year. And now part of that's the fact that their biggest rival is 14 miles down the road and has won a national championship recently. Their second biggest rival is another 10 miles past that and has, uh, has, has well, I mean, it's, they haven't taken it down yet. Um, yeah, right, right. Yeah, Illinois has not won that championship yes. yet by finishing second. Yes, yes. Will smirked. And he, I knew I was thinking. Um, Hey, how many how many points are in a three point shot? And um, sorry, I got dark. I went to the dark place. But there are interesting parallels, and I would make the argument that this is not. This makes it harder if Georgia decides to make a change. It makes it harder for us to go out and lure somebody that we think we deserve, quote unquote, deserve. Right. Because if they're talking about having to get a you know mid major top guy or somebody off the bench at a Power 5 program not named Kentucky, Kansas, Louisville, whatever, we don't need to be in that pool because we will end up with 
I don't know what we do. I mean, we will end up with nine, and we'll end up with somebody off the bench at a mid-major. That's right. Like, I think if, for the record, uh, first off, to answer that first question, if Georgia makes a change, I don't, it's not certain that Illinois is going to make a change. North Carolina State's already made a change. It's not certain that Indiana would make a change, but it looks like, if anything, Crean may leave preemptively. Because uh, I think that's a really bad situation from there. But let's right. say both those jobs get open. Georgia is now fourth, and who and probably fifth if yeah, Washington exactly. Opens. And uh, and and if Cal if Cal ends up uh, coming open, if Quanzo Martin leaves, yeah. So that's not yeah. a good position to be in to be hiring a coach. And more to the point, I don't think Fox is going to get fired now. I, I like I think the way that that game went, and the fact that Maiden is going to be out for the last four games of the year. There's you think that saved him? It, it provides I some cover. I don't think he was getting fired anyway. Okay, it provides so cover, though. It, yes. Well, the, there's right? probably, yeah, yeah. So there's probably two sides to it. There's probably the people out there that would like to see Mark Fox fired, and there's mm-hmm. probably the people that like you. So would you say that you are in the the, the corner of I keep do, Mark Fox? I, I think that uh, I would say that firing him would be a mistake. Now, okay. that does not mean that I think Mark Fox is this is the is this coach that's going to bring them to the Sweet 16 and is going to fulfill every dream that everybody has. Right. I think some of those dreams are the one realistic. But more to the point, I think that what, what you would do, look at what Kyle Perry talked about. John Calipari is one of the most influential people in all of college basketball. If he goes in after a game like that and says, that is one of the best coach, coaching jobs I've ever had to go against, and Georgia cans that guy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it looks really bad. Well, Tony, what, what corner are you in? Um, I'm in the corner. I think I agree with Will. I don't think we're going to fire him. I don't think we will. Um, and I, I don't necessarily uh, agree that he can't be the guy that gets us there. We just have a body of work that indicates he's not. Right? right. Um, but we've seen flashes of what can happen, what, how he can coach. And really the answer is what happens if he if – he, you know, puts together his lineup the way he wants it to be, and they are able to do what they need to do, right? Right. Um, but so I don't think we'll get rid of him, and I am by no means a he's got to go tomorrow. Is uh, it because, because I, we're Georgia basketball, and it's not as important as Georgia football? I, I, mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I believe that. I'm just right. saying that it, it is what it is. I, my because thought, because Mark Mark Richt was fired and he'd done a whole lot more. Well, yes, yes. Obviously, football is going to have a higher. I'm just, standard I'm just saying. I'm just bringing up the question. I mean, I think I don't think there's any question that, that yeah, clearly that basketball football has a higher standard than basketball. But Georgia football has an insanely high standard. Right. Like the idea that that well, Georgia, like if we were doing football rules, well, yeah, if you were doing football rules for college basketball coaches at most schools, their coaches <laughs> would be fired every two or three years. Yeah. Well, so but, I but, think Georgia football has an insane notion of that. Anyway. It's actually a good analogy with the Indiana. NC State thing, right? Mm-hmm. Georgia basketball. I mean, Georgia football and Indiana basketball are similar in that I way, think right? Right. right? Right. Not I mean, North Carolina State. Not yeah. North Carolina right. State. No, 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 no. Um, so, you know, I, I think the part of it too, you can't just say we got, we got to get rid of him and we ought to go get fill in the blank, right? Right. Because you absolutely have to like. The athletic administration took heat for announcing a $63 million expansion. Oh, which we'll I pers- We're going to get into that. Which I think we need, but they also ignored the input of fans who pay a lot of this. Right. And I think fans overestimate what they actually pay because they're the ones writing the checks. But still, um, I think what you end up with is a situation where you can't ignore that if you were to go out in the market and the best coach you can get is the third-place team in the great Southland or a bench coach for, you know, Iowa, that you are you're putting yourself in a situation because you, you still have to pay them on par with SEC coaches, and you've got to pay Fox, and you've got to pay Fox, who has <laughs> although his um his, his yeah it's his, not crazy it's not crazy right. it gets less crazy in July I want to say but so you, is you Tech, isn't Tech still paying Paul Hewitt 
Oh, I'm sure they're still paying Paul Hewitt and um, Bobby Kermans. Of course, and- this is also a, this is a problem, though. Of course, to you to bring up Tech because Tech might make the tournament this year. Right. And, yeah. and, and where did Josh Pazner come from? From Memphis. Memphis. He was a Memphis. Was he a bench guy at Memphis? No, no, he was he was, he was the guy. He's got to go See, to Cal He's got to go right. to Cal Right. He actually that's a good example. Why, he was, why would you go from Memphis to because they were going to run him out of town? They were they were, they were they have, yeah. He was a tough spot. because he, they didn't what go to the Final Four. What Cream okay. might be? I see where you're going. And and so it's worth noting that. That Georgia Tech thing is actually a little bit of a problem, though, because Georgia, why, we were at that game. There's a window game. closing. They wiped them out. And I think that is a little bit of an issue for Georgia, that Georgia Tech has made this improvement this year that Georgia has, which I think brings to the idea that you, I think you can definitively say, and do not let me a year from now make any argument other than this. I'm going to mark it down. I think you can definitively say that next year, if you, you got to think now, there was some question whether Yante would come back. I don't think there's any question. It's hard. He's coming back. Like, I think right. that. Yeah, I mean, like, he's, he's not going to get drafted. Yeah, I mean, there'd be, no, it would not be worth this injury, certainly, even though it's not a major knee injury, certainly puts him in a situation where he's not going to be able to. to, to he, you know, if he had stepped up in the last four games and then put him on his back going to right. the SEC tournament and everything. Maybe. He's going to need to pump up his stock next year. Right. So he's he going to be back. I mean, he was a mid-second round guy, yeah. right, projecting right. as it is. And then you take away any possible, at least late season run and the injury. Teams are going to shy away from him. There's too yeah. much talent. They're just not going to mess right. with him. And so you've got to think that he's back now. And I hate that for him. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I'm not sure he would have gone anyway. You don't but think now so? he's definitely not going. So, so with that, so you've got now your best player, very possibly uh, uh, whatever random Kentucky freshman will be the, the, <laughs> right. the SEC. How good was their guy? Guy named Fox. Uh, their guy was awesome, and of course Malik Monk, who did not actually have as great a game as he had in the game in the in the road game, but still, like, I mean, you just—I was sitting with my wife, and I was just like, just mark all of these names down because they're literally all going to be in the NBA yeah, like, right. it's, it, like, in a year. You know, when you think about that, we're talking about like, wow, maybe our best player by far, if he catches a break, will be picked halfway through the second round. And Kentucky has like like their Alabama's offensive line for all twelve guys. So well, and that's what made it amazing because if you look at the con- the contrast between JJ Frazier and De Deanne or Deanne Fox DeAndre, yeah. Fox, DeAndre Fox, my bad. It seems like he takes three steps, he's at the basket, yeah. and JJ is just scrapping for every single move as he goes inside the lane, putting spin on the ball yeah. and shooting way too early and then kind of willing it in. It's just the complete difference, yeah. and, he, and they went toe to toe. It's a bummer, man. Like, I, wa- I wanted that game. For them, I wanted that. Well, game you could tell JJ, JJ wanted it oh, so yeah. bad. That's all the more reason I was furious at Deanna when he when he made that run right <laughs> in the basket because <laughs> yeah. that is, I mean, that's his shot, and yeah. he'd yeah. earned that shot. He'd yeah. earned the right to miss right. that shot. Right. And yeah, I, I think, think that's right. I think that that was that was what was really frustrating. And you know, Deanna probably feels bad about it. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously, Fox pulled him. Like yeah. the foul, yeah. at the foul. He yeah. was out immediately yeah. and did not come back in the game. If they split the last two, I think they're going to win at home against LSU. So the uh, 18 and 14. 18 and 14, you're looking at mid-pack. Like, you're not making the tournament. Bar- like, you're not making the tournament. Now. NIT, maybe? NIT is, frankly, going to be a little tough, just because the NIT is a lot harder than it used to be to get into. I remember when they made the NIT uh, a couple years ago, they were like a two-seed. Right. You know, they, they, I mean, this is – they're not a next-tier bubble team, so – well, I mean, I, the thing I was going to say is every other game's winnable, though. I mean, sure. all the rest of the games. Um, but without. But I mean, even so. Well, well, there's, Kentucky with there's one. I mean, there's only one team that's Kimpom rated higher, and that's, uh, that's Auburn. And they are at, or is it Auburn? Whoever it was. I was looking at this earlier today. Whoever it is, there's only one team that's. Uh, I think it's Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, and they're just one spot ahead of us. We're 51 right now, and we could win out. We could win out, and we played a Saturday. I think we're, we guarantee ourselves NIT yeah, um, that's right. or get on the bubble if we beat some combination of 
two or three of South Carolina, Florida, and Kentucky. That was what I was frustrated by the Kentucky team. They needed that signature right. win. Yeah. And they yeah. didn't get it. And yeah. now this really the opportunity really isn't there for it now. Yeah. Last thing, here's my fan story. Yeah. Here's my fan story. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Everyone sat, uh, you guys have all sat in where my seats are. Right. And, um, and describe for the listeners where your seats I are mean, so they can come and visit you. The, the first row of <laughs> section Q. I don't care. I mean, yeah. and uh, so it's, it's right down, if you're, it's uh, the cross. From the opposing team's bench uh, at the very edge, of, at the edge of the court. So you know, I go to every game, and sometimes I bring my kids. Sometimes I, I, if I if I miss, I give it give it to you guys. But like we're all there. So there is this one guy. You guys have surely seen him when you've sat there. He's the one that stands up throughout the entire game and yells at oh, the ref. Yeah. That makes fun of whatever, whether someone's hair, some, the opposing team's hair, or goggles, or this. He's always a little like this close from saying something racist. Like just this, he never quite does it, but he's always really close. He's really obnoxious. He's and he's always and I don't want to get too personal with this, but like there are clearly people that sit around him that know him that. They feel more embarrassed than he seems to feel embarrassment. Right. Anyway, we guys, you guys have seen the guy. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I know who you're talking about. He, he's the one that inspires a lot of eye rolling. No one, uh, no one around him gets in on these cheers. He's just not my favorite guy at the games. Right. Well, we're watching the game on Saturday, and the section's really into it. It's really awesome. We're having like, like you know, this is it, the game's really excited. And I noticed, I, all of a sudden, I realized, like, wow, that guy's being awfully quiet today. I look over to his seats. He sold. He them. has sold them to three Kentucky. Fans. Are you serious? That whole section were no Kentucky fans. There were three, and for the record, they were all really nice guys. They're all really nice, and they were very polite. But he, this guy, who at every moment in the game can't help but just scream about oh. how awful Georgia is being treated, literally sold his three seats to three Kentucky fans. So I have to say, like, I don't want to hear it ever. Like, I, we were all, we were all So a, will you maybe step it's up? It's funny. And we say were something? having a debate in our section of whether or not we would say something to him. Sometimes, comes by yeah. Okay, times. I didn't yeah. know if you want yeah. me to say that, yeah. or not, but sometimes he's behind us. These, there's a lot of like, yeah, like there's like a judge there. Like, yeah. it's like it's a, it's that's they. Uh, I, it's I, not just a judge; it's the former president of that yes. of the UGA Alumni Association. So they've yeah. got to hear serious, what judge he's Steve saying. They, yeah, and, and 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 seriously, we have been bonding all season about how irritating this guy is. And so I look over, and so we all had this big discussion. Somebody's got to talk to him. Are we gonna? The, I, we thought we might say something. The problem is, is we've never spoken to him before. Mm-hmm. Like this would be our first conversation with. Like, him. Hey, uh, hey! So we just turned out that you're a total fraud. We just discovered right, that, right? And and don't start with me about how much money the tickets are worth. Exactly, because I get. It. Listen, you do whatever you want with your tickets. I'm not. Right. I'm not here to tell someone if they don't want to sell their tickets. I'd rather you not. But if you it, listen, it's a wintry economic climate. Sometimes people. Is it? Uh, I mean, apparently, I don't know. It's what everybody tells me on Facebook. But do what you got to do. Like, it's your, they're your tickets. You own them. You do what you want. But then don't every other game act like you are like be that guy at right. the game and like this means so much to you and this and you have to make this public spectacle self yourself and then when it comes to the biggest game of the year the one that students are there at 6 a.m. Oh, it's waiting in the rain to come in yeah. and sell your tickets to three Kentucky fans yeah in the rain yeah yeah so drop the mic you want to drop that mic that's my rant that's right I also wrote about this actually for sports on earth for good Tuesday. nice I was really mad. good nice we, we, good. Will, we will link that article <laughs> in the show notes page and it's funny like do you uh, know his name I don't. I've okay. never talked to him. <laughs> now that we've completely, now we've really completely exhausted the basketball topic. But Tony, you mentioned it earlier. There was a big news story. Well, Georgia-related news story. Sixty-three million dollars 
are going to be put into the coffers or they're already in the coffers or whatever, but well, they're going to ask for them to be put <laughs> yeah. in the coffers. So, yeah. I just paid my donation last week. And, uh, then that hit, I, I guess it was after the donations were made. Uh, but they're going to have a West end zone enhancement. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, it looks like I, I watched the video. It was a kind of a, a nice artist rendering video and it looks like they're going to push back the scoreboard a little bit and make it more of like a walkway area behind the West stands on the bridge. And then there's this little carve out where the team will be able to run through because they're going to take away all of the offices for the landscaping, the landscaping people, which I've been in there before. That's why I know it's landscaping. And they're going to make it, you know, locker rooms and then a big, huge area where you can lunch or have recruits there. So it's really going to cater to the the players uh, and the recruits. And and that's going to kind of be it. And that's going to cost $63 million. And I think a, a lot of the people, including myself, were kind of wondering, well, what about the North and the South and the East? And you know, well, part of the part of the problem, at least as is has been portrayed, is that Seth Emerson actually asked, um, you know, what what say you about you know upgrading the fan amenities? Right. And um, McGarity had a very politic answer, but basically was the short, very short version. And I could read a quote, the quote, but I, I won't. Is that you know. We have a list of things that need done, period. And, you know, some things rise higher up on, on as far as priorities go. And that created some dissatisfaction. Uh, Bill King for dog. Right. I read that. Whoever it is, um, you know, put together and he actually talked to some of his buddies who came up with some quotes. It's uh, talking about I, I question the value of it and all this stuff. I, you know, with my donation to my Hartman donation, which is fine. Um, but, you know, I think part, part of it is a chicken and egg thing, right? We saw a lot of excitement about Georgia football around March, uh, February 2nd for a reason. Um, we are decidedly behind in the, in the facilities arm race when it comes to recruiting. Um, if we're going to continue to recruit against Clemson, who literally has a waterfall on a slide in their locker room, uh, we are following. But that's this, just for Dabo. That is just for Dabo. Um, we are decidedly behind Alabama, who I assume has hot and roll, cold running water and money in their their locker room. Oh, that's Ole Miss. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, but the reality is, is that you know, our our recruits sit on temporary stands down in front of you can't see the end horse. That's right. Where the team runs out and they basically go back up under the stadium at halftime and are given box lunches on the table in the concourse. I mean, it's a little nicer than that, but that's pretty close to what it is. Right. So, you know, I, I understand the, what about us fans? I really do. To me though, there is a level of, there's a level of almost you know, self-important entitlement about that. It's still a football game. And uh, in, 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 and I mean this with all sincerity. Do I like standing in line to get into a pea-covered floor and share you know, the bathroom with no towels? Or do I like waiting in line for a $3 pretzel? pretzel? Are no. these rhetorical questions? <laughs> well, no, no, of course not. But the reality is it's like, I'm choosing to go to a Georgia football game because I want to see football. Right. I'm not going because... The bathrooms. I'm not going because... Look, college football is decidedly different than pro football. Pro football caters not just to a different fan, but also the whole idea is different, right? The idea is that you are... You know, as part business and as part, and that's fine. And college football has become that and will become that more. But but you're still part of a larger thing. You're still part of a larger thing that does not involve being able to buy a $7 Bud Light in the Bud Light zone and walk inside in the air conditioning. And 
you know, maybe I'm looking at it differently than everybody else. I just didn't have the same problem with it as others. I've been going to games since I graduated. Well, I've been a season ticket holder since 2000 and never once. I mean, I've never even thought about the bathroom situations of like either the line or how maybe gross or how awesome they are. It doesn't even cross my mind. And you know what I do? It's a bathroom in a football stadium. I get there early and I get my stuff. And then I, I get my food and I sit down and I get there early. And that's, I think that's the thing. And then if I need something at halftime, well, then I'll get up with two minutes to go if I want to, if nothing's happening, and I'll go get in line. And it, to me, it's not a big deal. Now, I understand there's other people in other situations, but I, I kind of, kind of <laughs> in agreement with the athletic department. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, but I am that, look, you've got you've to upgrade the facilities a little bit and I think if the only thing that I would really complain about, and this is going to sound frivolous now, is just maybe give us some Wi-Fi or something because everybody's on their phones and they're wanting to take pictures and send stuff out. But I think it's a little better than it was last year. I think the, there's no Wi-Fi. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I think that or or, or make it to where your phone isn't locked up. Right. That 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 that's more important to me than like the bathrooms. I, I think I agree with what you guys are saying. On the other hand, there will always be. You're asking people. I mean, this is the, the weird thing about college sports is that because there's this idea that it's something larger than you, they're like, yeah, it's larger than you. So just give us money for the right for you to give us some more money. Sure. Which is, which is fine. There's like a personal seat license in, in the NFL. That's, well, that's very, kind of like what the donation is. It is. But, but if you're getting a personal seat license in the NFL, they are catering to you. Like sure. there, there are perks that are involved in that. And here the perk is supposed to be you are part of the Georgia experience. You are part of this whole thing. This is, uh, you know, uh, all of the things that are, we are celebrating here uh, in, in this nice store. And I think that it matters, and I agree that you should not get the perks that you get for the NFL team. However, there will always be something that they would rather spend on than getting the fans something. That's just, that, it's just always going to Yeah, that's the, the very nature of it. So I would argue that when these things come up, these sort of Hey, what about us? Is a question that should be asked. Frankly, maybe maybe it's not the highest priority right now, but I do think there's pressure that has to be put on there because this is free money we're giving. That oh, by the way, have you seen what these people are bringing in from the S- the SEC network? Like the idea that this is a charity run business that can only work out of the goodness of our hearts to all become collective together on this is just frankly not true. It's part of the college sports myth. The idea that they really need this money to this. sure you need this money to the arms race, then they can all have like. <laughs> waterfalls and so on but the fact is is at a certain level we <clears throat> i know that this is college sports but there we're giving them money that this, we don't have to get into this argument but it's not going to the players it is all going into this idea the idea that occasionally a fan would say you know what i kind of don't like waiting in the line for for a whole quarter just to go uh if i have to go to the bathroom I, couldn't, I don't think it's going to be a problem this year because of the home schedule. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, I, I, I think that every time this comes up, I think it is a very fair question to be asked, even if the answer is not always, hey, the fans win on this, the fans should win on this. I think it's a question that needs to be raised every time. Oh, I 100% agree. And probably a source of my anger is uh, that there's a, a widespread recalcitrance to do anything for the athletes. Wait, wait, <laughs> right? wait, wait, what, what word? What word? Recalcitrance. I have no idea what that means. Not want to do it. 
No, I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. Um, so that's and that's probably that's probably part of my frustration, right? Is that it, you know when Seth Emerson's not going to ask the AD about well, what about paying athletes? But um, I'm guessing he's against it. I would think. Uh, just just read the tea leaves. He might not say it's part of the spoiled millennial culture like Davos Sweeney did. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I came close to saying that about one clean bathroom. So. Well, I, th- I think the, the way I look at it is like I know what I'm getting and I can deal with it. It doesn't. Sure, I would love it to look like the new. Falcon Stadium is going to look, or the new, you know, SunTrust Park. You know, the Braves are going to play, but I realize it's not, and so I just deal with it. You know, and maybe, maybe I'm the problem because I don't say anything, and I just kind of give them my money, and I just take it, and just kind of cross my fingers. And hope that one day maybe it'll get better. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's I don't think it's so much the problem. I mean, like you love Georgia sports, right. you love Georgia football. I want to be at the game and, and share it with my kids. And I get it, and the they experience. have a pro- and, and they're able to do that because they have a product that people want and probably, right. probably people demand. But I just think that every single time they're like, oh, there's all again, there's all they're going to need a second waterfall in Clemson in a couple of years. I think it's the number sixty three million. Yeah, that that, that, that question, that question. I mean, look, we built the upper deck for twenty five million, six hundred level. <laughs> that's that's just, that's a lot of pretty stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is a waterfall. 63 there better million. be a waterfall there. Oh, I, I'm, I'd or, seen, or like an ice not, duck fountain sculpture. I'm going to say something, something uh, very controversial here, but hear me out. You should not go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, you should not. <laughs> I feel like... Can I, you finish the lyric? Yeah, stick to the rivers and streams you're used to. <laughs> God, Get out of here. He looks just like her. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, so um, so is that, that's, that's, kind of, that's going to be up for debate for the next couple of years. Every year. That, that, is of, a, that is a evergreen topic. Right. <laughs> them, that's wanting, right. them wanting money. And you know what else happens every year is that's G-Day. I was told not to talk about how we just made a segue mm-hmm. because we're professionals now, but I just talked about it. Yeah, speaking of segue and G-Day, tailgate there we go right we're yeah. still we're still amateurs on the whole segue thing but we? um yeah well maybe i listen I, to a lot of podcasts and they all say segue okay a lot. So, so everybody not will to, of course but everybody wants to point out that hey i'm being smart here so yeah. check this out so like thomas said earlier in the podcast the g-day game is going to be april 22nd which i give him credit for the fact that they took into the consideration the masters and then easter being the weeks before and so it's going to be late the and uh it was just recently announced that the sec network is going to pick it up and broadcast it at 2 p.m. And then right underneath that, it said, but Bama is kicking off at 3, and they're going to be on ESPN. So it's kind of like still, it's like... Uh, whatever. some championships. Uh, no, that's I know, a, I know. You bring up a very good point. I know, and that's why they're the 3 p.m. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking more about that as we get through uh, March and then, and then April. But uh, there's a couple other things that have gone on recently that I wanted to touch on. Uh, UGA baseball started uh, this past weekend. One and two. College of Charleston. Yeah. Is, I was hoping that they're ranked, maybe. I was consoling myself for the better part of the Friday night game. I'm like, well, they just won the national championship. No, that was Coastal Carolina. Yeah, that's that was, right. Yeah. It was a whole different, there was a whole so different college. college Charleston of. is not like a nationally ranked. I mean, they're, 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 good. they're not a juggernaut. Yeah. Okay. Not so a juggernaut. We're, we're one. At, Georgia rallied on Sunday and beat them, yeah. I think, nine to eight. But, I mean, they got wiped we got pitching problems, hits. bad pitching problems. <laughs> they got wiped out. Right? And I, I, I mean, listen, you know, not for, no, I, you know how much I hate talking about this stuff, but rent don't buy for Strickland over there because that is, there's mm-hmm. a lot of hype that kind of came in with him. And, the, and like he was, he was brought in as much as, college, as baseball right. can have hype. But I mean, clearly the idea was this was the guy that was going to get it back going. For example, bringing it back to Mark Fox, Fox was not brought in as a like, 
this is the guy that's going to get us our championship. This is the guy that's going to get us back to where we want. Fox is a, I'm going to run a clean, stable program, right. and then we'll get it back Because <laughs> you know what we had just, we just right. experienced exactly. before that. And this was a guy that was going to change it, and to start like that on, again, as we talked about this weekend, just it was just beautiful. <laughs> it was just gorgeous <laughs> out, just like perfect days for baseball to have that happen very bad. Right, and you know, I, I also saw that like Ole Miss opened up over against um, East Carolina, and they had 12,000 people there. They had just done some ex- stadium expansion, and they beat East Carolina, who was ranked 13th in yeah. the nation. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of the contrast, you know, about hearkening back to the days of t- 2008 and when we were in the College World Series every other year. That would be nice to see, but I'm not sure it's going to happen this year. It's, you kind of look around and – for lot, for the non revenue programs as they call them, right? Like softball is in like, the top fifteen. They're, yeah, they're, they're twelve and zero. They're yeah. twelve and zero and ranked really good. top ten or something like that. And uh, and and the equestrian team always wins national championships, right? And, and tennis is always going to swimming. Be, yeah. Tennis swimming yeah. always going to be major things. But like you'd like to see something like baseball, just I mean like Flor- like Florida and Florida like Florida State you know like these are like Florida is going to destroy like i'm nervous about georgia playing at mercer on tuesday yeah and that's and, a or, bad or kennesaw state yeah so one one other cool thing georgia is going to play the very first game in suntrust park yeah against missouri right against missouri that's on, a non-conference uh, game <laughs> april 8th yeah it counts it's as a, a non-conference game but see they're playing in athens the uh, friday and saturday yeah those are conference games yes that's crazy that they wouldn't count it as a i think it's just non-regulation and yeah <clears throat> well, they, what happened is is you have the sec season schedule set well, Georgia needed to add a team that would be able to be in Atlanta on that Thursday. Oh, okay. So, you know, hey, Missouri's flying in that day. Yeah, they're not going to say no. Right. <laughs> they're okay. going to play at right. the stadium. I saw the first game at City Field when I lived in New York was St. John's and Georgetown at City Field. And it was. In baseball? Most, yeah, in baseball. And one of the most fun things, I think, of course, those are very low level programs. But to watch these, like, low level St. John's. Like, we're ripping on Georgia's baseball team, but, like, the best player on St. John's is it coming within 100 miles of, of Georgia's baseball team. And to see them playing the first game in a, in, a, in a massive stadium like that. I still have not seen such a – I haven't even driven by there. Yeah, it's, So it's, I have, like, no idea what it looks like. You're going to sit in traffic for five hours to get oh, there. Oh, yeah, I think I need to leave now, yeah. actually, to make it to that game. Yeah. It is impressive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks, it's a beautiful stadium. And one other football note. We haven't really talked much football. That's, uh, that's interesting. Cares. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Solomon Kinley did get his – Retroactive redshirt, which was good to see, yeah. and he had played one snap against Ole Miss, Missouri, whatever, same thing. Well, the M schools, yeah, they're, they're both east or west of the Mississippi, something like that. <laughs> Maybe not. Look at Ole Miss is the same as Missouri, Scott over here. Mister, they don't even belong. So what you're saying is they belong in the SEC? No, they belong. They belong. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot where my stance was on Missouri. <laughs> maybe, or maybe I've softened to Missouri Sorry, a little I didn't bit. Lawyer over here. Oh uh, yeah, y- y'all are wearing on me. Um, so yeah, that's the football note and. Um, the Falcons still lost the Super Bowl. It's hard for me don't to get over that. Yeah, thank you. I've got my I've got my kids sitting next to me, and they, it's still hard. It's very hard. I mean, I'll still go through the day where I'm sitting in the car. I'm like, how did we lose that game? But, uh, but, yeah, I'm trying to get over that. But the good news is, that, and I wanted to ask you about this. This has nothing to do with football. But uh, the Braves signing Brandon Phillips, second yeah. base. What is your opinion on that? Do you think that's a good move to kind of get them uh, – 
back to respectability and maybe third in the East? Uh, I think they can get third in the East, probably better with. He's from Atlanta. Phelps. Oh, you think yeah. so? Yeah, yeah. I think I don't. I think he is fine. They needed him because uh, oh, he's kind of a name too. They, well, they needed him because Sean Rodriguez had this car accident and looks like he's going to miss a lot of the year. So they needed they needed a guy there. They needed a league average player or someone that's slightly below it just to put out in the lineup every day. The Reds have been trying to trade him. <laughs> For years, just because he's he's oversigned to a contract, they, the Reds have and the Reds still eat a lot of the contract. They eat almost all of it, so it's not a bad deal for the Braves. But it's not like going to put them over. Like they're going to be about the same team with Brandon. They'll be slightly better with Brandon Phillips. Brandon Phillips is a very overrated player. He has no on base skills. He strikes out a ton. His defense is real, but he gets a lot of RBIs and he's likable. He's certainly a, he's a, he's a big presence. He is a league average baseball player, which is fine. There's there's value in those guys. But you're not getting a star to any stretch of the imagination. The Reds made this trade because they were looking for someone that would take anything for Phillips because they've got young players coming in to play second. And the Braves needed him because Rodriguez was hurt. They needed someone to play second base. But that's what this year's team is. Look at this team. They've got all of these young players coming up, and that's what you need to be watching. But you know, maybe, maybe some clubhouse leadership. I would think you're probably going to get that more from like your R.A. Dickey yeah. or your or or uh, yeah I think you I think you're probably looking more or Matt, you're Matt Kemp I think you'll get that more from there. Phillips is a divisive uh, clubhouse presence. I know a lot of Reds players got very kind of exhausted of him, but he's very fun. Like fans love him. I was just about to say he's yeah. almost like Dexter Fowler yeah, yeah. in the in the fun way, yeah. right? Yeah, right in the fun way. He, <laughs> but, yeah. but no, but I mean he's not, he's I mean, not 28 yeah. years old. Yeah, right, right. He's right? good, right? But but yeah, Phillips fans like during Phillips' heyday with the Reds, he was the most popular player on that team. Yeah, and maybe that's where I know him yeah, from. Yeah, and 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 I think that and I, he's not a bad player to any stretch of imagination. He is a league average. He's that's what this year's Braves team is. It is a. It is. It, this is our first year that we're going to be really good in like three or four years, but we cannot be terrible. Yeah, we can't be fifty nine and yeah. right in our first year in the Dodger Stadium. He helps you. He's a recognizable name, and he helps you not be terrible. But I don't think he adds a lot. Right, and I, I mean, you know, they're going to. I think their range right now, if you look at Dakota and other places, what yeah. seventy two to eighty. Yeah. So if they get to seventy seven, seventy eight wins, I think it's hard. If they get to eighty one wins, it is a very successful yeah. They go five hundred. It's a yeah, great season. It's a very successful season. And then the last thing I would like to bring up, okay, uh, before we go, is I'm very proud to report this year. I uh, one of the things I talked about when I moved when I moved to New York, I never had a New York team. So I, I, I like I need like I need an NBA team. So like I need a New York team if I'm going to live in New York. I need to have a team here that I cheer for. So I never had an NBA team. So I took the Knicks. So now wherever I am the rest of my life, a little part of New York will be with me here. And, uh, and so now I've never had. I, I live in Athens, Georgia. Obviously, I cheer for the Georgia sports teams, but I've never had an Atlanta team. I'm, I felt your pain with the Falcons. Uh, I was certainly, uh, and that, that was a very unfortunate. I find the Hawks pretty likable. The Braves, yeah. Well, you're, you're a Cardinals I'm fan, a Cardinals so fan, I get right. that. But like when I talk, like, 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 like kids, for example, they like the Falcons a little bit more than the Arizona Cardinals, and that's okay. That's, that's fine with me. They can't like the Braves more than the St. Louis Cardinals. But they because can like that's the, just wrong, and Daddy will not love you anymore. That's, I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it is worth noting that so I've been looking to like who is that Atlanta team and we're finding it because in two weeks the Atlanta United MLS team will begin their season. Unfortunately, they're beginning their season in Bobby Dodd because Mercedes-Benz Stadium is not ready yet, but they'll be ready in mid-June. It is worth noting they have sold the number of tickets that they have sold. All of MLS is losing its mind by how popular the Atlanta United team has been. They have sold, I think, I, I think it's, I think the last, last said they had 40,000 seats that were selling out, selling for that first Bobby Dodd game, and I think they have 36, 30, 30 to thirty five season tickets. 
yeah. all still throughout the year. Yeah. Like it is a big deal. And more to the point, they've actually been building the team in the smart way for the building MLS team in that they don't just like, wow, here's the two recognizable names from England. Let's bring them over here and then a bunch of scrubs. They've been very smart about building their team. A lot of prognosticators think they are already a top division MLS team, which brings me to... Well, uh, Brad Guzman's a net, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah well, so, I mean, but, but, but uh, Brad, the, you're Aston via uh, Tinder. I guess MLS is not at the level of the Premier League or even maybe even championship <laughs> the English Championship League. So that I think he's a better guy. The point yeah, is, is that's probably right. Atlanta's a good team and I think I, they're going to be fun. I think if you look at the most, yeah. the makeup. Yeah, they're going to be fun and I think there is excitement about that team that it's something that Atlanta teams don't get a lot, which is something new and has the respect from outside. Generally speaking, there's always you hear about land teams. They don't care about. They care more about Georgia football, or they they don't really care about the Falcons, and they're not a pro sports town. This looks like a pro sports town. This they are excited about Atlanta United MLS, even if Scott is looking at me like soccer. Right. Yeah. So well, I'm wondering, but, I'm wondering if, if people will preach to me if I don't really get into soccer. I mean, I just, yeah, that's, that's up to you. I know you like soccer. Well, I, mean, I like the, I like the colors of their jerseys. Well, tell you how. Yeah. Well, first off, that was pretty smart, but. They got a former Barcelona coach. Yeah, I mean, they've really been... I mean, and I don't mean like youth league. I don't mean developmental. I don't mean like AAA. They don't have that in Spain. But, uh, I mean, this guy coached Barcelona. Yeah. One of the most recognizable uh, football brands in the world. Wow. So here's my prediction. Okay, if you're going to wow Barcelona, that's your problem. Um, But I'll I'll say this. The last thing I'll say is, this is what's going to happen. I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast. The Atlantic Knight is going to win. The MLS and this year, not, not no, but just eventually they're gonna win one before the Falcons do, and before the Braves oh. do, and before the Hawks do. And oh. I'm gonna be like, Look, Atlanta, you have a championship. I'm like, well, it's soccer. That is exactly what's going to happen, I, and I'm I, not gonna want to hear it, dude. They sold, I mean, so they're gonna open the Hawks are getting they're going to open up, they're gonna end up opening the upper deck of Mercedes Benz Stadium more often than yeah, not. With the a, idea, the idea was it has like a, a curtain that goes around to seal off. That upper deck, and if they got thirty six thousand seats, I mean, I don't know who their natural rival would be. I guess Nashville once they get in the league, yeah. but Orlando, the Florida Sounders, Orlando, the Florida Dolphins, yeah. or whatever. Um, but listen, we made some progress with Scott on Georgia basketball. Yeah, so that's right. We'll, we'll concentrate on that. Well, we don't want him drooling on his, I, I, his iPad. Uh, and, yeah. uh, it's always fun though to host a sports podcast with someone who's I keep being like, no, this sports team is fun. They're okay to cheer for them. It I'm, I'm not going to cheer like against them. them. And, and here's the thing: I will promise you, if they get good. I will be like the biggest front runner. Oh, I have no doubt. I will. Be. <laughs> I have no doubt. I think we all know that. I will. I will front <laughs> run on, on the Atlanta United. I don't remember the Falcons coming United up in the first year of a podcast. I often know. I want to keep calling them the Atlanta Attack because uh, that was our indoor soccer team back when right. everybody was saying, "Oh, it's great," and people I were still, I mean, Drago and all those guys. I get why you don't keep the old the old NASL or the Atlanta Chiefs. I the Chiefs are fine, but I really will. like. I really like. We've the lost backs. two soccer teams, pro soccer teams, so just like we've lost two. Hockey teams, yeah, but th- this is like the MLS. You haven't lost the MLS teams. Like okay. MLS is, it's like, finally you know, real. Yeah, it's finally real. Like this is the yeah. league that's older. This twenty some odd years old now, and they're expanding. St. Louis is probably going to get a team next year, but I will stick with Atlanta when St. Louis. Gets Great. That's awesome. No, I'm, so let's I'm talk not... about their formation. Wow. One of the key no, no, things. No, no. <laughs> well, they're going to run a two-three-two-two. Two, and uh... I've got I've got something that's interesting here. Okay. We got a podcast review in this week, and okay. I wanted to share it with y'all. It was, that was a, is this where we're going to talk about stuff that happened in the past? No, no. This is this is good. This this brought this brought a smile to my face. So this was uh, given by B R J Kaiser on uh, the 18th of February. He gave us a five star rating. Yay! 
And he says, I'm a relatively new UGA football fan out in California who is looking for a comprehensive and fun podcast to keep up with the dogs. I tried out many others, but this one is by far the best. The guys provide smart information with a touch of humor that has the right amount of fandom while still being honest. I think we just proved that right there. I even enjoy when they get slightly or even very off topic. Definitely one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, football or otherwise. So That's very cool, Cosmo. I'd like thank to you. say thank you yeah. for that podcast review. And yeah. encourage everybody listening now to continue to give those reviews. Those yes, 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 nice. please. Reviews, we don't really know what they do, but they do a lot of good. There's currency in some sort. It's currency yeah. in some sort. I think I've used that analogy before. And actually, I'm going to try to get us on Google Play if you're a dedicated Android person. I think I've already done that. Have you done it? Okay, yeah. I, won't, I won't try to do yeah. that. Scott's already done that. Yeah, but we're on SoundCloud and Google Play. Yeah. And for those are for the Android people, and then if you're on iPhone... Yeah. Obviously, yeah. uh, that. So, uh, to to finish things up, today is President's Day. Speed round. I remember those. Yes. So, um, so I had some President's Day trivia for all of y'all. Um, Do we currently have one? Trivia. Trivia. Yes, I have trivia no, right no, here. No, let, me get, let me get look, into look, it. Look, so, President Banyan's doing fine. So. Um, yeah. Hold on, hold on, dude. Um, I got my. That was me. Come on, Will. This cheating. <laughs> that was me telling my eight-year-old to, to hold on. So um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you a, a piece of presidential trivia, mm-hmm. and uh, I want you to try to tell me who the president was. William Henry, Henry Harrison. <laughs> no, that's not the answer. So um, for starters, there are only two presidents in presidential history that have scored a hole in one in golf. Okay, Eisenhower. Ford. That's correct. Eisenhower has a hole in one. Okay, not Ford. Not Ford. Trump claims like nine. Uh, he does, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I'm assuming we're not counting that. Um, He's also been that. on the moon, by the way. Yeah. No. That. That's, any, it's, any, it guesses? Uh, any guesses? I would out say here? I would say Nixon, but which one? <laughs> and no guesses. Uh, I can't do the uh, Bill Clinton. Hey, Bill Clinton. Very, hey, Bill, okay. Bill Clinton. I got a hole. He's probably I, lying to. Him. I got a hole. In, <laughs> just to be equal opportunity here to be right. I got a hole in one. You know so, what I did? All right. So uh, this president was a starter on the Michigan national championship teams of 1932 and 1933. Can we huddle? So he was playing college football in 1932 and 33, and he was a president. I think he was a center, but that I, was back when centers were our size. Right. I know this one, so. I think I do too, but you go ahead. Yeah. Ford. Yeah, it's Ford. Yeah. That's correct. Gerald Ford. His name was Leslie something other before. Yeah. Uh, 90% of all answers involved that have the word Michigan in them are just Ford. It's just Ford. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Um, this president it's from like Grand way, Rapids, Ford. Yeah, it's like the way in 80s trivia, Trivial Pursuit, just guess yeah. Reagan. Reagan's right like answer. Yes. <laughs> so, so this president had a gambling problem, and he, at one point, in a card game, <laughs> lost the White House China to his opponent in a card game. You're going to have to dig for this one. I'm going to go Tyler. I'm gonna John s- Tyler, no. I think that feels a lot like something Ulysses S. Grant would do. Good guess, but it was Warren G. Harding. Warren oh. G. The great what? Warren G. Harding. Mm-hmm. Great. Ohio's, Ohio's sixth best president. Regulate. Yeah. That's so um, so moving, moving right along. Yeah. Uh, the only president to complete a marathon. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, President w. Trump's done seven. W. So. That's right. Yeah. I would have given it away if I would have said the Houston Marathon. Yeah. George W. Bush ran the Houston Marathon. Oh, um, all this... sorts of regrets about things I said about W. Back oh, no. President Trump so has done the uh, Iron Man. Yeah, he actually flew it. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. So this uh, president. Lots of people are saying that. This president was the capital. That's, that's the capital. Sad. This president was the captain of the Yale baseball team. Uh, oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. 
I'm going to go, while you're thinking, I'm going to go with George Herbert Walker. Bush. Yes. That is correct. H.W. Right. Bush played baseball. <clears throat> Um, this president collects Spider-Man and Conan the Barbarian comics. Bill Clinton, right? <laughs> um, that sounds. I mean, it sounds very Dan Quayle, but he was never actually the president. Uh, hmm, I would say hmm, that's a tough one. Carter? No, it wouldn't be Carter. I, I mean, it feels like something. It feels like something that. Um, that President Obama would do, but he, he liked President Carter, and for that matter, President mm. President H. Herbert Walker Bush. It's just they just seem a little too serious for that. Yeah, Tony, you got it. It's huh? Obama. It's really, Obama collects huh. Spider Man and Conan right. the Barbarian. It's important to remember that Obama is a nerd. Like very often, that's that, I mean, that, right? That's my yeah. that was right. my first thought. Right. And a, and the, a nerd in a good way. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, is there any other way? Yeah, no, I hear you. Well, all right. Finishing up, this uh, president was a managing general partner of a major league baseball team. Yeah. That would be w. George W. Bush. Uh, His and dream job was to be MLB commissioner. Can yeah. I say this? It was? Right. Mm-hmm. right. I think he might have actually been a pretty good one, actually. All right. My, uh, my eight-year-old is asking if he can read this one. So, Walker, read this one. This president survived four plane crashes during World War II. Survived four plane crashes? That's what the internet said. It's <laughs> a lot of plane crashes. Huh. I would say so, JFK, but I didn't realize he crashed his plane that No, way. I'm going to go with... Uh, He's on boats. Yeah, he was on boats. Carter was on a submarine. Um, Reagan? H.W. George H.W. Oh, he's a pilot. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and so George the last... George Bush is a pretty interesting Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, and, and he, what, he flipped the coin at the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, maybe we should put him in a Dos Equis commercial. Yeah. <laughs> they, had just been, they had just been in uh, the hospital. So. I know, I know. I, I was glad to see that he made it out there. All right, and this is the last, <clears throat> this is the last question. Jack, I'll let you read this one. No, okay. okay. Well, you read this one. Let them answer. Get into the mic. Drafted Herschel Walker. Drafted Herschel This president Walker. once drafted Herschel Walker. Trump. Yes. President Trump. I think you meant to say stole Herschel Walker yeah. from, from the NFL. Yeah. I think no, no, from, no, from the University of Georgia. That's right. Yeah, because he, he, he wanted to come back. That was the story, and then yes. he couldn't. Some of the so that's uh, I, that that comes with an asterisk. However, that that's our that's the presidential trivia. And the last little bit, um, I saw this on Twitter today, so you know it's true. Um, also, <laughs> today, actually, today is a very big day for anybody who is a James Bond fan, dun, because dun, 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 dun. Daniel Craig is now the second longest serving James Bond. It's been like four movies. Uh, it's the sec- second longest tenure, which I found pretty fascinating. Um, he's number two. Can you tell me who number one is? I think it's got to be Sean Connery. Are we from start the beginning or like overall? These are days of holding that crown. I think it's got to be. It's got to be Sean Connery. I, I, yeah, yeah, I think it's Connery. I guess yeah. it could be Roger well, Moore. Let's, let's go through it. No, Roger, okay. Roger Moore. Uh, I, I certainly had fewer movies, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean it's like from when you start. Right. To finish, Connery but, started with Goldfinger, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, he was. Yeah, I think that or Doctor No. Like okay. Well, that would have been sixty four, yeah. and then. And remember, he stopped for Roger Moore and then came back for one more in the middle. Which right. probably does not count. Thunderball. It's like Grover Cleveland. Um, so I would say Sean Connery is such an honest, obvious let me give you Let me give you the number it. of days that Daniel Craig's been James Bond. 4,147 okay. days. So that's, that's 10 a, years. That's all, yeah, almost 11. And four movies. Yeah, ten years Production four movies. takes a while. And 
maybe Timothy Dalton. Because he was, he did all those yeah, crappy did 80 movies. Yeah, you might, it's actually not a bad guess. I think you may be right. I'm going to go with Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Negative. Okay. It's uh, Roger Moore. Huh. Oh, at you know. 5,118 days. Pierce Brosnan has 4,146. That's who Daniel Craig oh, passed. Oh, that's who I was thinking of, Pierce Brosnan. And Sean Connery yeah. did more movies, but right. just in they fewer time, he had 3,049 days serving right. as James Bond. So my last question to you. I, I do have a question about James okay. Bond. Will right. we have a woman serve in the role 007? Oh, I don't know. I'd be fine with that, as long as it's a good movie. All right. I feel, well, I, they, I mean, Idris Elba would have been, like, the best. Right. I, mean, I think that's right, yeah. I lost my train of thought. Um, so I was going to oh, ask. This is why he meant. I was going to ask you what is your. This is the and this is the end of our podcast here. So what is the, what is your favorite Bond movie of all time? Of all time, um, I have to say this will be an unpopular opinion. I think Skyfall is a darn near perfect movie. I've got to agree with you. I think Skyfall is, and I, I say that as as a fan of those. I think Connery is the best Bond, but I think that movie. It looks fantastic. It's got a great villain. It's got a fantastic ending. I think Skyfall is, and it even has a great Bond song. So I, yes. I, I would go with yeah. Skyfall. Adele did that one. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was a deli. A deli. <laughs> um, that's where she eats. Um, sorry, that was. Look, I can say that I'm fat. Um, She's not, by the way. I know, but so um, you know the funny thing is I haven't seen Skyfall. Uh, oh, and I, I haven't read, read so, that tonight. It's very good. I, I, think, it's, I, I think it's actually on Amazon Prime I, or something. I, I'm torn. Hopefully, my wife won't listen to this. Our first dance was "Baby, You're the Best." So I actually talked my wife into having a Bond song for our first dance. So you know, the smart one would be for the spy who loved me, but it's actually Doctor No. Doctor yeah, I, I get, yeah, that's not a bad. Business. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of oh, there were a lot of them that I could put Goldfinger in, in Doctor No. I'd have to say for your eyes only because that was the first Bond movie I ever saw. Yeah, back when I was growing up uh, in the yeah. early eighties. Is, is that the Grace Jones one? Yes. Yeah, the Grace Jones are good for walking. Yes. yes. But isn't it? No. No. Oh, no. That was yes. uh, she. That was the one. Oh, um, the one that Duran Duran did the music yeah. for. Yeah, was a view to a kill. There we go. Once you said Dur- the sad part is once you said Duran Duran. Oh, and, her and, name is Rio and she. And Sorry. by the way, the best video game ever was the Nintendo the 64 music. Bond 15 game. Years ago. Yes. I don't know if anybody remembers or that. 30 years ago. Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Yes. Goldeneye. Yes. 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 Thanks, Jack. Uh, I think I think that Casino uh, Royale, by the way, the second one was easily the worst. Spectre was pretty good. Don't, uh, let's not forget one more person that played, by the way, J- uh, James Bond. George. Woody Allen. Woody Allen played him in the original 1967 Casino Royale. He was little Jimmy Bond Jr. And uh, he actually did, in fact, play him. God. That's why they, they rebooted it with Casino Royale, because that was the first... It was before, like, really Bond had kind of, like, taken off. So he played little Jimmy Bond in 1967's Casino Royale. Well, another interesting fact, I've never seen a Woody Allen movie. Oh, be cool, be cool. That's all right. I'm going to be okay. I was about to say, you know, I have to give Will mad props. Um, If those of you don't follow Will outside of of waiting since last Saturday, Will is easily top five uh, um, biggest... Woody Allen fan behind Woody Allen first, and I'm mean just saying, like for background purposes, yeah, not so, as a jab. But there used so, to be millions. Now right, there now are just you, like you, dozens. And, you, and several others. <laughs> um, but that he waited what? We're on episode eighty three, eighty four now. You have to get Woody Five. Allen in. Yeah, yeah. episode eighty four. He's, he's waited this long of working Woody Allen, which is very impressive. That's yeah. true. That's true. I haven't talked about Kurt Cobain much either. Yeah, we can talk about Kurt Cobain all you want. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm fine with that. That's compl- I think that's our wheelhouse. Fifty years old today, by the way. Kurt Cobain would have been fifty years old. Yay! Some of this older than me we talked about. Wow, that's amazing. Amazing to think. Yeah. yeah. All right. So That's go, all. go dogs. No, go dogs. No, I, I do want to thank uh, Sakura. Sakura. Sa- no, it's Sakura. Sakura. I want to thank 
Sakura, Chantel. Who's not here? Who's not here? Thomas and Maya for Thomas. hosting us here at Tailgate Georgia. Please, please, please come on by here and get yourselves like a letter jacket or a tank top. Tony's going to walk away with some of these tank tops for spring uh, in here, but they've got some of the best. Do you have, you have extra vintage, medium? T- yeah. Tank tops. Extra medium? No. So. They've, they've got some of the best printed tees out there, and my wife's personal favorite is the Rose Bowl 1943 shirt. And Jack, you wanted to say something? I don't think Tony's going to be walking out with any tank tops. That sounds right. Okay, okay. And We're going to edit you I out, really Jack. Don't. Yeah. I might, I seriously might end up getting the red and black bands. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, they have they have <laughs> shoes here too. So uh, so definitely stop by tailgate. Tell them uh, that you heard it on waiting since last Saturday, and we'll check you next time. Go dogs! 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 Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank y'all. As always, thanks so much for listening. And say you're a Bulldog fan. You probably are if you're listening to this podcast and you live in Athens or maybe you're going to visit Athens. Make sure to stop by Tailgate Georgia for your Bulldog apparel needs. As if their unique merchandise isn't enough, it's actually a store you'll want to take pictures in and post it to your social media accounts. I know I've done that many times. And speaking of social media, you can follow Tailgate Georgia on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat by searching at Tailgate Georgia. Pretty simple. Uh, If you have any comments for us, questions, topics you'd like for us to cover, feel free to reach out to us on our own social media. It's also very easy to remember. It's at WSLS Podcast, and we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Good luck to the Georgia basketball team this week as they travel out to Tuscaloosa on Thursday to face off against Alabama and then head back here for a Saturday matchup against LSU. And while you're at the game, maybe stop by and say hello to Will. He gave you his seat numbers, I think, during the podcast. But nevertheless, we hope to see you on campus very soon. Have a great rest of your week. And as always, go dogs.